Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M. This week, the Craig Ferguson Fancy Rascal Tour continues in Joliet, Illinois and Columbus, Ohio. I will also be performing alongside Jay Leno and Arsenio Hall as parts of the Kings of Late Night Dates in Pittsburgh, PA and Cincinnati, Ohio. Tickets available at thecraigfergusonshow.com slash tour. My name is Craig Ferguson. This podcast is called Joy. It's not rocket science. I talk to people I like about their pursuit of happiness. Here's Josh Robert Thompson, a comedic genius who, amongst other things, was the voice and personality behind Jeff Peterson, the greatest sidekick in late-night television history. Enjoy. Feel oh, all right? Nice. Oh feel yeah, right. I feel good. See now, here's the, now you put the headphones on, but you leave it off one ear. I do, yeah. Is that a real thing, yeah. or is that just to mess with people that don't do voiceovers no, all the time? No. <laughs> I think you do it. <laughs> no man, yeah. it freaks me out when I. It feels like I'm trapped if I got both ears covered. What happens to you if you get a sinus infection? Do you get claustrophobic? <laughs> I can't work, man. <laughs> I get lost. Dude, that look, I seriously though, because you're like a top voiceover guy. I don't know if I'm a top voiceover. You are a guy. top voiceover guy. You're I'm like, around. You're the voice. Like if I ever need a voiceover, I like I wouldn't even call anyone else. I don't like go to Pet Boys. You, well, you, gonna, you, you know. go to Pet Boys. I got guys milling around out in front of <laughs> Pet Boys. You can get a pretty cheap voiceover, I think, in front of Home Depot. There are guys waiting in trucks. Those yeah. guys are great. Well, some I, great voice no, actors I don't, over there. I, don't, I, think, I don't so. think that's the way. I I think. <laughs> I mean, I want to get onto things in a minute, but just as we're talking about voiceover, do you remember that thing, that routine Chris Rock did at the Oscars when he was mean about voiceovers? Ah. Did that bother you? Oh, about when he said uh, all you got to do is go in and talk like yourself. And, yeah, I mean it's it's a little that's a I little mean, unfair. I mean, listen, that's I kind thought. of the way it's going now. You know, yeah, all the celebrities, celebrity. How to Train Your Dragon? These, that guy. these guys, <laughs> that a hole. <laughs> he just walks well, you know, in. I and... felt a little bad about when Mike Myers did Shrek. Uh-huh. I was like, he's not. 
even Scottish. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. He's not even an ogre yeah, either. So. You must have been deeply hurt by that. Nah, Could have right. been yours, man. Yeah. Oh, Shrek, what you farty donkey? Ah, right. <laughs> Craig Ferguson. <laughs> or you can call it Shadow Stevens is another voice guy. Shadow Stevens. Legendary. He's done this podcast. Has he? Yeah. He talked about the time when he was psychotic with cocaine. Yes. And he was in his cabin in Topanga. Okay. Uh, <laughs> With shotguns, listening to imaginary people uh, trying to get in through the door. Is that a thing you've done? Because I don't, I don't see that. In well, your- I did do that. Only I did it live on various streaming platforms about 2016, 2017. You kind of went, yeah, you, yeah. You did do a little, a little uh, bit. What happened there? You, know, you were, you were like spilling your guts in audio form. Yeah, well, and video as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I didn't would see those. I would have a, oh, good. I'm yeah. glad they're gone, <laughs> but I'm sure someone will find them and share them with you. Oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I was, uh, was, I became pretty angry, man, after the, after the show ended. I didn't yeah. know what, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was supposed to do next. Yeah, I understand that. You know, I, I, I understand that because it's, it's terrifying when a job like that ends. I wasn't prepared. I didn't know what, I don't know how you do these things. How does you know? We, I was on the show for probably eight years, yeah. almost as the, almost the entire run. Well, you you I, to my mind, you made the show. There was like the the show. I had me in it, and then when you turned up and brought not just the robot. I mean, like Jeff was kind of like the when you made that thing come alive. Yeah, you made Jeff come, and I think of you as Jeff. I don't I don't think as Jeff being yeah a separate entity. You know, it's like you are you're the guy who plays Jeff. Yeah. You're like yeah. When that happened, that to me, that's when the show became the show. Wow, that's nice of you to say. No, that. it's the truth. And but before that, you were doing Robert De Niro impersonation. And Arnold. The Arnold. It started with Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, Craig, how are you? Yeah, that's you, right. you'd check yeah. in with me at the Capitol. That's right. Yeah, and and uh, they <laughs> put these this appliance on my face to make me kind of look like Arnold. Yeah, I would do was... like two hours of makeup, completely unnecessary makeup for like a five minute sketch that we would do. They put me in a muscle suit and I know, you would there was, check in. There was a lot. Yeah, let's check in with Arnold. Yeah. Because he was the governor at the time. Yeah. That's right. And it was yeah. this guy, Trent Cotner. Shout out to Trent. He was a great makeup artist, but he was colorblind. Okay. And he so told me in the middle of the <laughs> told me in the middle of the makeup. He's like, I hope this is right. So, I hope this is right. All right. I, I'm colorblind. <laughs> but that's how we, you know, uh it was Joe Strazulo, one of the writers from your show. Yeah, I I I love Joe. A great yeah. writer who yeah. found me on public access TV. I was doing my preacher character. That's right. Yeah. And he was getting high and watching TV and saw but, me. It was a wild ride, all that, because when you started, I said you should do stand up. Yeah. And then the first time you did stand-up was opening for me at Radio City Music Hall. <laughs> that was my fourth gig. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you said, Josh, uh, you do stand-up, right? I, I got to do the voice. I, I, talk. I think you can do it pretty Josh, well. I think you can do it pretty Josh, well. Josh, you can do stand-up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure I can. Yeah. <laughs> you bet I can, Mr. Ferguson. No problem. Where do we start? And the oh first gig was uh, what the Venetian in Vegas. That was your first gig? Yeah. That's a hard gig. Yeah. Beautiful room, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful room, and and it's a great place to play. But but Vegas, yeah. is a difficult. People think Vegas is easy. It's actually one of the worst places to play. It is because a lot of the people that are there don't really want to be there. They you're just, just kind of you're just in. the shrimp buffet. That's you're just right. Part of the all you can eat buffet. What's going on? There's what show? Hey, let's go see that. I never seen it. Who's that guy from How to Train Your Dragon? <laughs> I like his work. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy his voice work. He wasn't Shrek, disappointingly. <laughs> He talks funny. Yeah. 
My wife and I love his comedy. So listen, let's talk about Cleveland, Josh. Yeah, let's talk about let's it. Talk, let's talk a little bit about right. Cleveland, Josh. Because when we're talking about, you know, how you got a little angry after the show first. Yeah, man. So that didn't start then. That started back when you were... When you were in Cleveland, when you, you that's usually how it starts. It starts with the child. It usually well, starts in I've Cleveland. I've been talking to a lot of people, and I've noticed the common denominator. Yeah, but if you're angry, it's usually because you're in Cleveland. <laughs> that's usually why. I, I've been there a couple. I got angry a couple of times in Cleveland. You see, so were you of the vintage growing up watching the Drew Carey show? Yeah, I watched the Drew Carey. I remember seeing Drew Carey um, do his first, I think his first TV stand-up on The Tonight Show. Tonight Show, that's right. And you, you everybody, when you were a kid, you knew he was a Cleveland yeah. boy and all and that? Yeah, and it was sitting there in the living room watching that on TV thinking, how do how can I get in the, t how can I get there? How can really? I do so that? Really, so that, that was a... That was one of the ways that That was one I, of the things yeah. that started you off. So he was sort of a little Jackie Robinson for you a little bit? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, all right. yeah. So how did it go with you then? How did, were you in theater? Were you yeah, a lot of theater. I was at the Cleveland Playhouse. I mean, you know, a legendary theater company in, in Cleveland, you know. How did you get into that? Because you're like, you're from a, you're a blue collar kid, right? No, I mean, my mom's uh, an artist, painter. Oh. You know, she's a, she went to art school, very artistic background. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. And my, you. my biological father, whom I never met, was also an incredible painter. You know, I've I've since seen photographs of his art shows and and is he no longer with he's us? He's no longer with us. He right. passed away. He passed away in nineteen ninety from AIDS. You know, he was he was oh, gay. Wow. That was a whole part of my life that I discovered, you know, later on. After he passed, my mother told me everything about my father. So and he was a gay man, but you're but he was He le he left and moved to San Francisco. He moved to the Bay Area and became a very prominent artist. In wow. the Bay Area. And seeing these photos of his art shows and seeing him standing next to his paintings, it's uh it, it's it was mind blowing. And but the my favorite photo of him, because he had a tough childhood, you know, his right. you gotta imagine growing up in his time and being gay. Being gay, yeah. Even in nineteen ninety, when yeah. my mother told me that information, I was going to Catholic school. And I'm living in Cleveland. I'm in the Midwest. Right. My first thought was, am I gay? Is is there going to be, you know, is there going to be something wrong with me? You know, it, it was I, it was not talked about, you know. And, um, but there's a photo of him that I have. That side of the family has since given me a lot of photos of him. And there's a great photo of him at, I think, Hamburger Mary's in San Francisco. Maybe the original Hamburger Mary's. I don't know. But he's gathered with all of his friends. There's all these guys. And I assume his his boyfriend or partner with him, and he looks so happy. Yeah, and it's it's a fucking great photo because yeah. he finally, after all the pain that he went through, you know, he finally yeah, found his people. Yeah, that's a hard. That's a hard journey. Yeah, it? and then he died of AIDS. Died of AIDS. Yeah. God, I mean, you, people forget that now. I mean, that shit just went. It was like it was so terrifying. Forest fire. Yeah, I, mean, I remember crazy. when the new when Rock Hudson. Yeah, I remember that one, Freddie Mercury and all and that. that. And, Freddie, like, and then it was like, what is this? Yeah, what is this? people just fucking, I remember when I was 21, I was in New York and I danced with the American Modern Dance Theater because I, I thought I may be a dancer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can but see that. Yeah. It was like, it was me and, you know, like 25 gay men, uh -huh. which I, I was fantastic because I was from Scotland. I was 21 and I was cute and I was yeah. straight and married to, at the time, to a, a wee Scottish girl. So they, they kind of adopted yeah. us. But I went back four years later 
I, like half, maybe more than half of the guys were gone. They're gone. That yeah. was crazy. And you were out there. Hello. Yeah. Let's go. Actually, it was it was a contemporary modern dance. Oh, so so just there was a lot of pretending there was a window, but right. it wasn't a window. There was a Punching rope. The ground. There wasn't a rope. You know. Oh, oh, there's a flower. I'm a tree. I'm, I'm a, a tree. tree. Yeah, yeah. Don't cut me. Don't cut don't, me. Don't cut me. Oh, cut me. Oh, you've cut, cut me. me. I'm sad. Oh no. Yeah. You there's cut a me. lot of that. Call me. So, so but listen. He, uh, <laughs> you grew up in Cleveland. Yeah. Is, so, did you have a stepdad? Then? Yeah, my stepdad. My stepdad. Is my dad because right? So my that's step- who you think of as being your yeah. Dad. Because he was there uh, probably he came into the picture around the time I was, I want to say three or four. Right. And then they got married when I was like five years old. Were you at the wedding? I was. That's cool. Yeah, little guy, little tuxedo. And then I took uh, I took his last name Thompson. Right. Probably around eighty five, eighty six. We went down to the courthouse, and you know he adopted me basically. That's. That's and kind I of, remember, that's quite a lovely story. Yeah, I remember crying. I remember I didn't I didn't quite understand what it meant. Right. Because I was very young, but I remember crying in front of the courthouse because I now had a new name. Right. I had like a and I had a real father. And it was uh, you, you know, became was, a real boy. It became a real boy. Yeah, I was yeah, wooden yeah. prior to that. Yeah, I understand. See, what happened was I was a wooden you boy. You were a wooden boy. I was and carved then, by this this uh, kindly right, Italian okay, gentleman. Stop it, stop Tom it. Hanks. Yeah, you were carved and, by uh, Tom Hanks. Well, I do ah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm Geppetto. <laughs> so wait. Thank you. So wait, though, is he still around? Your step? He your, is. Your yeah. Dad? Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and your mom's still around? Yeah. You're very lucky. That's great. Yeah. Are you close? Uh, we are, yeah. My mom, I mean, they've since divorced. Right. My mom's been remarried now for close to 15 years. They both live here. You know, we we all moved here. To Los Angeles? Yeah, in like 95 from Cleveland. Right. Why did you move from Cleveland? <sighs> well, it was very angry. We had to get away from the <laughs> anger. And the... Is Cleveland still hometown, your hometown? Yeah, I go back and visit. You know, yeah. I visit my, my best, well, my best friend, Matt Lodi passed away about a I year and a half that. ago. I'm sorry to hear I that. I remember you. you got in touch with him. Thanks, me, yeah. by the way. You We sort of talked about doing a little fundraiser. Yeah. Went really well. Good. And uh, he was just the nicest guy in the world. But his family, I still stay in touch with. And right. a lot of my family still live in Cleveland. You know. So you come out here and what you wanted to be, did you you wanted to just be an actor? Or you want to be a, uh, wanted to be a director. Okay. I started out making movies. I started out making, you know, monster movies in my backyard. I still in think of the that's that's still something that you're going to do, right? You're, you're going to make thing. a horror movie. There's no point. question. Right. Yeah, right. Writing and directing is what I did when I was a kid. In fact, my mom was my camera person for my horror movies, my monster movies. That's kind of great. You know, we I took her to see the Fablemans uh, last November. And we were both just, you know, weeping through the entire movie. Because that was like your. Child yeah, then. she kept turning to me and go, "This, this is you." Yeah. This is us. I said, God, I remember we, you know, this, she used to, you know, she'd, she'd hold the camera and uh, like it'd be a chase scene in one of my movies and she'd be running with the camera and her Dr. Scholl's flip-flops can be heard in the background <laughs> and the camera's going like this, but God bless her. But she, but she took a real interest in my creative endeavors. She fostered that. All right. So when did the, because I always think people who do voices the way you do voices, yeah. that kind of uncanny, like, like you can do that. Yeah. I think that's a musician's skill. I think that that's the ear of a musician that does that. Do you, do you think that's right? I think that's, I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think for me, it was spending a lot of time, a lo- I'm, an only, I'm an only child. Right. So growing up in Cleveland, an only child who doesn't like sports 
you, you kind of don't have many other options. And you go, to, and you have that kind of thing of I'm adopted and I I might be gay. And, yeah, and yeah. and being a latchkey kid, which was you know you, you basically you come home from school and you're and on your parents own. aren't home from work yet. Yeah, and I I had an actual skeleton key because the house we lived in was probably built in like 1901. It was a two story house. We lived upstairs in in Cleveland, and downstairs was the landlord, this this sweet old woman named Mrs. Van Duzer. <laughs> I think this is a good horror movie, right yeah, it here, is. Mrs. Van Duzer. Mrs. Van Duzer. But we have she's sweet, but then you start smelling you, you, cadavers. That's right. Right, got it. Which I <laughs> were you? This is true. Did you, you know? Uh, <laughs> I I feel like you. And then you guys moved to San Francisco. That's right. To get to try and find your dad, who's sadly, you know, he's that's the story. Sick. Yeah. But the cadavers follow you. That's they follow me. Yeah, yeah. Cadavers well, across America. That's the name of the. That's the name of the movie. I, it's not a bad. It's not a bad cadavers idea. Cadavers across America. Shadow, Shadow does the. Shadow Stevens yeah. does the voice tonight on ABC. <laughs> cadavers. <laughs> Josh Robert Thompson was a boy who lived in Cleveland and had a skeleton key. That, that's a weird thing. You had a skeleton yeah. key. And, yeah. And then because a skeleton ah, looms large in your future. That's true. Well, I was a wooden boy, then I became a real boy, right, then right. I became a skeleton. Then you became a skeleton. Yeah. Now, the skeleton thing is very interesting. For those who, for people who don't know, which I don't know, there's that many, but there might be. There are some, yeah. Yeah, the people who don't know that when I talked to Grant Imahara, God rest. Rest in peace, yeah. Who was the robot builder on the Mythbusters. And we were, it came from actually even before that, I had watched Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, with, with Nicolas Cage. With Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. And I, I had watched Ghost Rider. I remember talking about it in the show the next day, saying, that is American entertainment. A skeleton who rides a motorcycle who's on fire. Right. If you can make a better movie than that, I, I don't think you can. So that's where it started. That's where it started. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And in fact, until Top Gun Maverick, there was no better movie than Ghost Rider, in my opinion. It's true. I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm a ghost. Oh, I'm on a bike. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm on fire. I'm on fire. But the... <laughs> <laughs> then they but make that, a I had seen that. You saw that film. And I was talking about how great it was. And then right. Joe the Prop... Remember Joe the Props guy? Joe Props. Joe Props. I'm Joe Props. Joe Props put a skeleton and he put some like colored paper on that it. That was it. Yep. And I went, oh, that's great. And then I said that. And the idea of Jeff Peterson, the robot skeleton sidekick, kind of came from that. But then there was a robot skeleton army. Wasn't there a story that you told? Oh, that's right. I used to annoy Milo with that. Milo, that was it. He was little at the time. And I said, I was going to start a robot skeleton army and take over the world. Yes. And he was very angry. <laughs> Like, you know, a little kid's guy. Like, no, you can't do that. Stop it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so it was kind of like Terminator almost. Because yeah, all of that kind of stuff. Because then, then Twitter Grant made the robot. Grant made the robot. Grant made the animated robot. But you guys had a bet, though. Before that happened, before Jeff became real and materialized, there was some bet between the two of you that you would get Grant a certain number. 100,000 100, followers. That's right. And he you said, did. You can, if you get me 100,000 Twitter followers, I'll build you a robot. Right. I, I think it took like an hour. Right, yeah, uh, of course. Twitter was, Twitter was a different place. It was, then. man, yeah. Remember when Twitter was like, people were funny. Creative. And, and sweet. Yeah. And wanted to be friends with yeah. each other. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you go on it now, but. Uh, I don't, not nearly as much as I ever I did mean, before, it's, no. It's just, people are so mean. Yeah, it's mean, yeah. It's I don't like, need it. Why are you so mean? I became sort of 
ensnared in that for a while. Speaking of that anger, you know, yeah. the, 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 the thing about Twitter and the platforms that I was live streaming on is it was this, it was like having a bunch of enablers in the palm of your hand. Right. Instant enablers, right? You just, it, whatever problem you have, you will have a group of people that will agree with you and always be on your side, even if you're Crazy. the most fucked up yeah. you know, person. That's what I kind of got involved with for a little while because I had a low opinion of myself and I felt this is what I deserve. And and you know what the weird thing was, I think you always kind of suffered from that a bit. Because yeah. I remember when we started messing around, the first thing we started doing with a robot with Jeff Peterson, it was pre-recorded bits. That's right. Like you would say, you know, we pre-recorded you going, you're the man, Craig. Right. And that yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the man in your pants. Right. Balls. That was Tom Straw, by the way. Right. Who the writer wrote all Tom those Straw. phrases. Right. And yeah. he, Tom's a, a really good writer. And he, he is. He's, he's a fabulous guy. And he was part of the creation of the creative team that put together That's Jeff right. Peterson. Yep. He was very much involved in it. And he would fire off the, the phrases. Yep they would interject when I was talking, he would just fire them in. And yep. then when we started, Jeff went live, became sentient, was on the trip to Vegas, right? Was that yeah, right? Well, I, what happened was we were shooting in Vegas. We were doing a really funny parody of The Hangover. That's Where right. you and Jeff are driving back from Vegas in like a 50, red 57 Chevy. That's right, yeah. Trying to remember what the hell happened. Jeff is uh, wearing... He's dressed like a bride. A bride, that's and right. And you got married to Jeff. I married Jeff Peterson, the skeleton. And I remember there was a part where we were on the, the Vegas Strip in this 57 Chevy on a, what do you call it, like a camera truck. Yeah, the low loader thing. Right? You know, it's always traffic. Yeah. And we were sitting there and all these people started coming over to the car to talk to you, which is fine. They're all very nice people. But it was a really long day. Yeah. And I remember I had it. So I'm I'm lying in the back of the 57 Chevy. I have to lie down so no one can see me. I'm Doing puppeteering Jeff. Jeff. That's right. For the first time, I'm puppeteering Jeff. That's right. Because it's not just the voice. You're operating the eyes Everything. and the mouth and the, right. and the arm and right. all that and stuff. I, so I'm crouched like, you know, I'm lying like this. And I got the thing. And I got the headset. And then I have a blanket on top of me. And sitting on me. Sitting on me was Brad Lace, who was the little person, the little person, a great actor, play, who was playing the leprechaun. He was always on the show. Yeah, oh, he time, was dressed yeah. as a leprechaun. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know, know that we, we could do, I don't this know we could do that. <laughs> but you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it was I don't a thing. Know. <sighs> Who's gonna play it? Brad? Put on the leprechaun outfit. <laughs> so, but I remember hearing you in the earpiece, starting to get, you know. Irritated. A little irritated, perhaps. Yeah. You had a lapel mic. You put it up to your mouth and you said, get us the fuck out of here right now. Get <laughs> us all the fuck out of here, man. We're done, man. We're done. Go. <laughs> and I said, and I don't, <laughs> I can hear everyone in the truck going, all right, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Come on, come on. Get those cars out of there. And I started as Jeff. I turned Jeff's head to you and I said something like, oh, is the late night talk show host getting tired? <laughs> Does he need a nap? And that's oh, well, that, and you I remember that, started yeah. fucking dying laughing. It, well, it, it's always the like your power to make me laugh is unmatched. No one can make me laugh like you. That's what brings me joy, by the way. Oh, it's one of the things crazy. I wanted to say was making you laugh was one of my favorite things because what Jeff Peterson represented, I think, was your 
subconscious. It was it was what you were actually thinking about the show, uh, and I could say it because it wasn't me. It was this inanimate. It was, it was a, yeah. The the, the idea know. that puppets get away with yeah. stuff. That's true. I think also what happened is that I liked that Jeff was emblematic of my creative failure on the show. Yeah, that's as well. right. That's right. Because I wanted to put a sidekick in that was a parody right. of sidekicks because right. it was a robot that would do whatever I wanted. And then when you gave him life, it became, to my mind, still the best sidekick in the history of wow. late night television. That's really nice, man. Hands down. And completely negated my parody and my kind of yeah. puffy, kind of whiny stomp against the the, yeah, the genre of course and created and, and did it better which i i love that i got it wrong well i don't know if i ever you know properly thanked you for letting me be a part of that i mean for asking me to be that character i think so thank you for that well you, you're you just welcome, said it I, offhand one day you said because you were doing the voice originally very that, briefly oh, that's right it was like a dalek it that's was right. this way did, that's Craig, right you're the man and you and you know this about yourself. You notoriously got very tired of all those machines and things. The oh, sound I'm machine. Shocking. It was yeah. too much. Yeah, I'm shocking with We're that done stuff. with this. Yeah. You had a sound machine that made like a bullet. Get us out of here right now. Yeah. Get us out of here. Move Get those us fucking fuck trucks. Right Get us fucking Find out another out way. Right now. Find another way. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite phrase. Oh, 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 was the, my two favorite phrases of yours are, and I never forget these. Hey, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Right. And find another way find man. another way that was when Jeff, Jeff Arnold, Arnold was rolling with us and he had a sinus infection that's right and Jeff kept going hong 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 and I said to him what the what the hell are you doing that's right and he said I'm, I'm clearing my sinuses yeah and I said find another way <laughs> you Right before a show, maybe, I don't know where we were, Vancouver or uh, something. We were in Canada You somewhere. were trying to get, just catch some quick Zs. Find another way, man. He <laughs> said it from the other room. <laughs> but, God, what a dick. Hi, <laughs> Craig Ferguson will be hitting the road again this summer and fall, bringing the Fancy Rascal Tour to your region. For tickets and full list of tour dates, go to my website, thecraigfergusonshow.com slash tour. Come see me live or don't. You know how you can make your summer vacation better? Is with Cozy Elf's luxurious bedding and loungewear. It's like being at home, but also going away. It's great. And now you can get 35% off. You can get the unmatched softness. It's really as buttery smoothness of Cozy Earth's bedding. It's better than the finest hotels, and you get a really good night's sleep on your travels. And that's important. It's travel-friendly. It's hassle-free. Cozy Earth's bedding comes in adorable totes, making it the perfect companion for your adventures near and far. You can stay cool and comfy during long flights, and you know what that's like, with the Cozy Earth temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew. Makes you look cool when you're traveling. I like it. Well, as cool as I can look when I'm traveling. So discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code JOY at checkout and you'll get 35% off. And let them know we sent you after the checkout. Promo code JOY. J-O-Y. JOY. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot the thing is though that when Jeff began right so Jeff is is now you're operating the puppet yeah and you're you had a screen right or were you just looking at me both so you're behind the the bleachers you've got a screen looking at me yeah I'm stand I stood the whole time right and I was on one side of the bleachers where the audience sat. Right. You know? And you had that, how did you operate it? Like an iPad or like a it little It was a remote of- controls, actually, a remote control unit. Right. That Grant showed me how to use the whole thing. I could move the one arm, right. swivel the head, blink the eyes, make them. And by the way, it wasn't voice activated. The mouth, the only way the mouth moved, you'll enjoy this, ladies. If I press this little button, there was a little switch. Yeah. And every time I talk, you had to. I had to do this. Do you still do that now? I do it even now. Yeah. So when you're talking, you move your finger <laughs> I like do. that. People so really. <laughs> when you're having sex with yeah. your girlfriend, yeah, you sing supercalifragilistic. Yeah. I go, hey, what's going on <laughs> in your pants? Can we do in your pants tonight? Oh my god! Come on, man. Oh my god! But yeah, there was a, a you know. But despite all that. I had this real chip on my shoulder. It was a chip on my shoulder, but I had this. I wanted to come out from behind the wall. I was so focused, I think, on people knowing that it was me back there. I understand that. You know, I felt very much that feeling 10 years earlier when I was on the Drew Carey show. Oh, yeah. I felt exactly the same. Okay. What you're describing, I felt when I was doing Mr. Wick. Right. And I, I, I totally understand it. Totally relate to Even, it. Yeah, because oh, right, you're Mr. Wick and you're doing this British... Doing the English accent. English accent, you're and, someone else. And I'm being someone else and I'm not getting to do what I think is funny. I have to Who do you someone are. else's, you know, right. version of funny. Right. I felt, I know exactly what you mean. And I I had a lot of anger about it mm. as well. It's mm. And it's, it's hard to put it because... On the one hand, you're grateful for the work, right? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and you're working in an environment where you get to shine creatively. Yeah. I mean, you, I got to do that with Drew. You really got to do it with Jeff. Oh, yeah. I mean, you created... See, I. that's why I think... I remember there were nights when I would talk to the producers after the show, and I would say, I hope we're paying this guy enough. He's a goddamn genius. Yes. And they would say, "Ah, oh, yeah, we're paying it's him fine. enough." Don't I don't, I don't know if they were paying. Yeah, but, but it was okay toward the end. But right, yeah, you know, for a while, yeah, but, but, he'll be fine. Don't worry. About yeah, it's all right. Money will come. The money will uh, come. Craig, uh, this is every every night, every night, producers would walk by me and go, "So, uh, listen, Craig is in a terrible mood. The audience has been waiting outside for four hours in the sun." So it's all on you. Have a good show. <laughs> and then right away, the Craig, for, it's the Late Late Show brought to you by Anison. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my you God. You know, it was really, uh, what is it, baptism by fire for yeah. me. Yeah. 
because it did incorporate everything up to that point that I loved because I had been doing public access TV right. for almost 10 years before that. And Jim Henson was an idol of mine, Johnny Carson show. I used to do the Johnny Carson show in my basement in Cleveland. I used to build, I built the set out of cardboard boxes. That's very Rupert Pup. Is yeah. it right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Except I had real guests. My right. little cousins would be my guests, oh, right? Right, okay. Wait, and I put um, a bald skull cap on and I used Barbasol, white Barbasol shaving cream to make the hair. God, do any of these exist? Oh, I have it all. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd really quite like to see. It's that. really. Yeah, I'd yeah, love to show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first guest uh, is my cousin Bobby. <laughs> I know this is interesting. Now you, uh, you didn't eat your lunch yesterday. <laughs> no, tell me about that. You know, and uh, but it incorporated everything. It was late. My love of late night TV and puppets. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better job so, description. So the frustration must have been pretty intense then, because you're getting to do all of the stuff creatively, yeah. but no one's known it's no one knows it's you. That. And I think at the time when I was doing the show, all through my time on The Late Late Show, I was involved in a series of relationships. I do remember that. that there, were, there, was, there was some scuttlebutt about, has Joshy, well, he broke up. They're, oh, they're back together. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and See, I, I got to be honest with you. Here's the truth. When I knew you were in emotional pain, because I knew you were having some breakups, yeah, yeah. I would say to Michael, the producer, went, how is it? He went, he's having a really hard time with the, the girlfriend. I'm like, it's going to be really fucking funny today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were right. Oh my God. When you were angry and upset. Yeah, oh my God, Jeff. it's hilarious. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, oh, shut up, man. You, what the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> you know what? I, I, what is it? I bid you adieu oh, and yeah. all that stuff. Oh, oh yeah. my God, it used to make me laugh so much. You're right, and that's why. And that's funny because you did know, and there were a lot of times when Jeff was legitimately in a bad mood. Yeah. And it I, was hilarious coming through this robot. Right, so you're channeling this, <laughs> This existential angst yes, and rage yes, and difficulty right. and it's coming through the public. But dude, do you see how brilliant that is? Yeah. I, I mean, you have to. That's why I think it is important for me. And I've, I've, I talk about that with, you know, with people I work with now. And like, I don't think Joshy understands what he did. I don't. You really did something that is unique to my mind. Yeah. That you took... You were writing on the hoof. You were like, this all improvised. I don't think people really understand That's that we never had thing. a script. Yeah. That was the, I think again, and it's, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because aside from me not being known, like people didn't know it was me back there. Right. I think it was that it was, it was all improvised and yeah. people didn't know that. But what I realized only recently, it took me a long time to get to this place. What I realized is it doesn't fucking matter if they know or not. No. You know, we know. Yeah, we, we were there. Know. We know, and we and it was there. a magic right. trick. I mean, it was because and because it was. You said it was the purest form of improv. That's what you once called it. What we did, yeah, because you could not see me. It wasn't like we could play off each other's right. facial cues. Right, you couldn't see me at all. That's right. You were working with this <laughs> emotionless robot. Yeah, but I was working with you, right? And I totally trusted you. Like I knew whatever I threw yeah. out. That it was going to be, there was going to be something. But that was big for you. I was talking to Mark Summers about this and I said, it, I'm so grateful that you took a chance on me because that's a big deal. You have the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. You are hosting that show and you decide to bring in this other weird element. It was a gamble. I think yeah. we built that trust before Jeff 
because we would do, do the like the Larry King sketches. That's right. Yeah, when we I, would sit across played, from each other. I played Larry King. And, and I was Arnold. And you were Arnold. And by the way, Brad Lace played Arnold's son who popped up from under the table. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. That, we probably you should. give him a call, man. We, yeah, I should. Do you talk to him? Much? I don't talk to him. Brad Lace is a great actor. He and is. Was, he was fabulous He actor. was game for all of that. And, and he was anything. a joy. So. Yeah, yeah. And he was great to work with. Yeah, I just, I just think it's funny that it was, hey, this is my son, Larry. Look, here's my little boy. And then he pops up wearing the same exact suit I have on. That's right. How you doing? The and they were like, bah, bah. <laughs> That, your... that was weird because I became friends with Larry King. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Through oh, yeah. That, that impersonation, which was vicious. Oh, yeah. Because I couldn't really do him. But that's what's funny about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you did this out of control, brisket eating yeah, like, monster. Right. You and know. <laughs> that, I mean, that's a thing that I, I wonder sometimes. Like, you do voices. You can do anybody, right? I mean, oh, you know you oh, can. I can do a you lot. Can, yeah. Right. So... Sometimes when I've done like jokes about people or impressions of people and then I meet them and I'm like kind of embarrassed because yeah. I've I've been kind of mean. Yeah. I try not to do that kind of thing anymore because you do run into people. Do you have you had because I remember you met Morgan Freeman well, on the again, show. Again, thanks to you. You insisted. You said, Do you want to meet the guy that did your voice? Well, yeah, sure I would. <laughs> and here, and I'm behind the wall in my little safe spot with the robot, you yeah. know. And here comes Morgan Freeman that's making a right. beeline for me. Yeah. Well, nice to meet you. That's uh, that's amazing. You're white. Yeah. Oh shit, you're white. He's a very classy guy, Morgan Freeman. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. He, and very kind of smart, funny. Great interviews. You yeah. Know, that you had with him on there. We had some of that though. That that was the kind of. I remember the one time I thought the only time I thought I don't think we should have Jeff tonight. It's when Archbishop Desmond Tutu well, was on. Well, <laughs> well, I, I was like, I don't know. If yeah, it's, it's appropriate. Well, <laughs> hey, Desmond. Yeah, I think it would have been a in your pants. You're right, exactly. I he think, probably would have laughed. He would have laughed. It's a joke. He would have been fellow. fine. But I think that it's kind of like when you have somebody on that, that means a great deal to people. This is one of the things I learned about late night, not just. Desmond Tutu who means a great deal of the human race but yeah. even if it's just someone who's like on a popular sitcom or one of the uh, vampires for the Twilight things or something yeah. like that like if you if you joke with these people and don't treat them with respect uh, befitting you know uh, Austrian emperor of the uh -huh. 1700s their fans go fucking crazy they do yeah yeah like like you're somehow dissing them. Like I'm not dissing them. They're just a fucking actor, and we're dicking around and having Craig, fun. Craig, that wasn't right. What you did. Yeah, it's like you know you you have to be more respectful. I mean, it's a fucking late night show. <laughs> there's a talking. There's a guy hiding behind yeah, the yeah. seats making a skeleton talk. Yeah. He's I, ruined the show. Yeah, I mean it's people got mad. Remember? Well, that's I, why I got. That was the other reason I got. I took it very. Per Look, I didn't have the skill. I wasn't equipped to know how to. Deal with it. I didn't. I'd never been on a show like this before. Yeah, this was my first big gig, man. and it was it was an odd little rocket. Very show. yes, yeah. like nothing ever before. All right, and there was a petition going around, started by you know a group of very uh, zealous fans, very excited oh, 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 people, my of, fans. Of your fans. Oh no, who wanted? What did they do? Jeff gone. Oh no, I do remember. Now that. what happened was, yeah. and that's fine. That was it, was, it was, I was deeply hurt by it. Now I wouldn't give a shit, but that's, at the time I took it very personally. That's, that's unfortunate but, because they shouldn't have done that. But Michael Natus said, he, he yeah. tweeted, he responded to the group and said, 
we're looking at it. We'll take it under consideration. And oh. for about two weeks, man, I was sweating bullets thinking wow. my job's over. No. Well, no, see, nobody came to me. And, and one of the things that I didn't understand for a long time as well, for a very long time, I don't think if I ever really fully understood it until the show was over, that if your name is on the show, you're in charge. You're, you're yeah, in charge. Yeah, it's your show. You're the boss. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, people would call you, they'd say, uh, how's your boss? Yeah. I go, well, he's not my boss. He's yeah. my friend. He's yeah. a colleague. We're together. I don't, I never thought I never, of you. I like never thought guy. of that either. I never thought like I wasn't involved in the HR of, you know, anything <laughs> well, like that. But see, I always got, here, after every show, I would have a meeting, like in the control room with someone from Standards. And oh, they would yeah, say, right. okay, so when, if Craig says vagina. Yeah. You can't say vagina back. That's right. It's vagina tonnage. So what started yeah. happening yeah. was <laughs> they would get in my head and it would frustrate you because you would set it up and I would, I would knock it out. You would, you know, and, but there were a lot of times when I would hold back. Oh. And I remember one night you, you looked at Jeff, me, and you were like, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> but it wasn't like, it was real. It was like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Where's the, come on. Well, yeah, where are but you? But I had people in my head and it's just a late night fucking talk show let's just yeah, have no, some fun it's a stupid Relax. it's a stupid show late at night that's right. all it was yeah not a big deal but i think the other thing that happened was we went to comic-con took jeff to comic-con twice oh to the right. cbs booth and as you know that's where everybody goes first when they go to comic-con people want to get that sweet ncis <laughs> merch is the blue bloods cast gonna be here <laughs> but they would have jeff set up and i'd be hidden away puppeteering jeff and people lined up all around to talk to Jeff. To talk to Jeff. Right. And I said to Michael Matus, I said, you know, do you think I could go out there and meet everybody? No, no, no. I think you'd stay in the booth. I said, okay, but it's Comic-Con. You know, this is, yeah, people, people come here to know they want to know who's, who's doing it. Yeah. Okay, no problem. I, listen, I'll happy to do it. No worries. Great. Then we went back a second year. It happened again two years in a row. And that always left a bad feeling. That left a bad taste in my mouth. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Look, everybody has stuff that stresses them out and annoys them, and I'm no different from anybody else. For example, I get very irritated that people that wear shoes that look like feet. That's not a big deal, but it's a, it's a big deal to me. Obviously, there are much more important things to get worried about. Get them off your chest. When you keep them bottled up, it starts to affect you negatively. Now, therapy is a safe place to do that. That's what I did. And you figure out what's going on with you, work it through, and then let it go. Let it go, you see? That's what, I, that's what I think. I've done a lot of therapy, and I have to say I'm a very satisfied customer. If you think I'm kind of tense now, you should have seen me before I started. I'm actually, I really do recommend it. If you can do it, you should do it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I'd suggest giving better help a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with, you know, a licensed therapist, a proper one, and then you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. I just think it's a good idea. Give it a shot. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash joypod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash joypod. So how did you get how did you get past it then? So the the show ended. I I yeah. finally like couldn't take it anymore. You left. I, I, well, here I I want to tell you why because I don't think people really understand why I left. People still say to me, "Why would you leave?" Yeah. People still say to me, "Craig, where's Jeff?" And I always say, "Fucking your mom." That's where Jeff. Is. People say, "Where's Craig?" Where's Craig? And I yeah, say, yeah. "I don't say that." No, 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 <laughs> probably best if you don't. But the what happened is for me, I don't know if it makes everybody crazy who does it, but it made me a little crazy. Like I would walk in a. Uh, you walk in a building every day. Your picture is everywhere. There's pictures of me all around. And on the stationery, there's my name is written on all the envelopes and bits of paper. And my name, there's my name, my name, my face, my face. Yeah. And 150 people and all they're doing all day is kissing your ass. And it made me insane. Yeah. I, I, could, I felt like I couldn't trust anyone. I felt like I, like I, I just, I was, I was so uncomfortable in my skin. I was kind of paranoid. And I, like you, I was like, I gotta, I can't process this. I don't know yeah. what to do. And and that's why I left. I mean, look, I didn't like leaving the money, but there comes a point. Right. You know, I have you an appreciate. I have a, I have an appreciation now for that. I, I see now like, oh, wow. Yeah. That must've been really weird for it you. It was weird. There, yeah. Cause you had a lot of, cooks in the kitchen as well you right. were being pointed in a lot of different directions because there's it's hollywood and there's a lot of people around that have agendas yes. and are looking to protect themselves right and, you know it's just the way it is and, and the network and the nature of right. tv as it was then you know we right. were part of i think the golden age the end of the golden age of, i agree of it's late different night. now it's it's much more controlled now we actually i think the late night show that we did existed in a very odd little anomaly because we were in a time period that was protected by David Letterman. That's right. Who had absolutely zero interest in what we were doing. Mm -hmm. It was funny because I saw Dave a couple of days ago and I, you know, <laughs> it came up and I said, I can't thank you enough for, you know, providing the opportunity. He said, let's be honest, I had very little to do with what you <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right. right. But he created the environment in which it could exist. Yes. And yeah. and I that I don't think would happen now because the media polices itself with the the mob, whether on Twitter or Instagram or, you know, it's like that thing. If you're not reverential to an actor on Glee, yeah. then suddenly your house should be burned down. Right. 
You know, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And also, we weren't trying to be offensive, right? No, no. We, we just were, were We were just, we were, <laughs> yeah. but we were free. We really were free. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Except saying vagina a second time. Right. To do whatever. We, I mean, really, I think toward the end, I don't know about you, but I was rolling in there. I would come in about a half hour before showtime. Yeah. yeah. Half hour was, that was, if I was early, it was half hour. We'd roll up and do it. But it was still making me crazy. The only thing that worked, and it's something I heard Kimmel say, and I agree with it. If it was just the hour every day of doing the show, yeah. I could do it forever. Right. But it's not the hour every it's day. It's not. It's all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it was the most fun that I've ever had. I mean, it was an amazing crew and it's a very bizarre job description being the, uh, you know, talking robot psychic. Among other things, I mean, there was also a lot of other, you know, I was, was making the phone on. ring on your desk. That's right. The phone going off. It was the Serge from... Oh, how does the Serge? Yeah. How and, are you? And the flies. and <laughs> the, the celebrity flies. And then we had Alfredo sauce and the band. The Invisible the Band. The Invisible you Band. Do all the voices. Too Shy. And then... They were too shy. The, the great Dana DiLorenzo originally did the voice Beth. of Sandra the Rhino. That's right. And, and then, then she was Beth. She was Beth. Uh, that, she's a fantastic actress, isn't she great? She's gone on to do so many yeah, great things. She's, she's still a good friends. Now. Yeah, she did the Walking Dead. Is that what? No, thing? she did uh, oh, no, Ash the, versus Evil Dead Ash versus with Evil Bruce Campbell. I knew right. it was. I knew it was something. It was something dead. with dead people. Yeah, yeah. She worked with a dead skeleton. The skeleton. And now, yeah. And then, yeah. But I, I had to apologize to her. I mean, we're good friends now. But right. when she became Beth, the CBS executive, you know, I was sitting back there behind that wall you know, wanting to come out from behind the wall. Oh, and you see her getting... Uh, see, I attention. became that guy for a while where I couldn't be happy for other people's success. Yeah. I would see people like on Instagram, friends of mine and colleagues that would book a gig or something. And my first thought would be, ah, fuck them. Why, did, why would, did they get that? that? I think that makes you a, a human being. I yeah. Don't think, yeah, I think yeah. That, that happens sometimes. But now I... How did you get past it? I realized that it's actually good for all of us. It actually, I actually somehow, it inspired me to see people that I know. I was like, oh shit, oh, they did it. Oh, so we, we it's possible. Yeah. It's actually possible. A friend of mine that I went to college with, I went to Cal State Fullerton. And I got my degree in, you know, TV, radio, and film communications degree. And uh, this guy named Omid Abtahi. Omid, I met in the in 2000 and I was directing, it was for my TV production course and it was for the final. And I had written an episode of Doctor Who. Oh, wow. And it was called Anti-Matters of the Heart. <laughs> and the doctor falls in love with his companion. Now, Doctor Who hadn't come back yet. The resurgence hadn't happened yet. Right. It was only one TV movie, and I think the show had ended in like 86 right. with Sylvester, Sylvester McCoy, McCoy, right? Yeah. It was done. It was right. dead in the water. So I did Doctor Who, and I cast this guy, Omid, as the doctor. And he had just switched majors, and he thought he'd give acting a try, and he was fucking great. It was really good. The the whole production was a disaster because it was a beginning production course. Sure. Because I was already in public access for years, yeah. I was ahead of the game. So my my instructor, my professor said, hey, for the parameters of this class, it was great. Don't be hard on yourself. You're just trying to do stuff that they can't pull off. Then I worked with Omid again and did a zombie film on campus and made Omid my star. Right, head zombie. 
Head zombie. Did the zombie, no, I'm sorry to sidetrack you just a little bit, yeah. but you know I love zombies? Yeah. Did the zombies river dance in your movie? They should have. I've, I'm still waiting to see zombie river dance? the zombie river dance movie. I think it's got to come. You remember the sensation from the <laughs> 90s. Now they're back. It's <laughs> zombie river dance. Zombie river dance. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. Because they eat you during the show. Yeah. So last week I'm watching The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Right. I don't watch this. Well, don't worry about it. Yeah, all right. But John Favreau doing an unbelievable job. I like John Favreau very much. He's really done, he's doing great things for Star Wars. Uh And the entire episode stars Omid Abtahi. No. And I could not have been more fucking overjoyed. That's great. I tweeted it out to him and I said, dude, you were great back then. With the zombie river dance. Ah, uh, but remember the zombie river dance? Never <laughs> forget. <laughs> but his, his character's name is Dr. Pershing. He's Persian. But doctor, and he's a, he said to me, that's not the first time I played a doctor. So he uh, remembered. That's lovely. And I said, dude, it, it was just nice to choose to feel joy and to feel proud for someone. Well, it's, see, much, it's much harder. And, now, was that a choice though? Were you in such pain that you thought I have to change? Not for that. No, this this was... No, I don't mean that. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the period after oh, the yeah. show. Oh, I knew. Because I, I had a, a rough time after the show for, a, for a year or yeah. two. I wasn't angry. I was just rudderless. I just didn't know where to go. Yeah. So I, I toured like crazy and I, right. I made a lot of... Television shows maybe I shouldn't have made and stuff like that, but I didn't know what to do. You know, I, I really didn't know what to do. I, I things were changing. Yeah, it's interesting to hear because I, I I didn't know who who am I? What 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 am I now? Right, exactly. Like, oh, you were a robot behind the but but you know how showbiz they, they don't care what you did yesterday. No. What are you fucking doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing right now? And I don't also, know. it seemed to me that like because I never set out to be a late night talk show host. Right. For me, it was like a job like being a realtor. Right. It's like, I, I, you know, it's I, nobody wants to be a fucking realtor. Yeah. But then you go, well, you know, you, it's a decent job and you make pretty good money and you get your photograph on bus stops. Sure. So That's the best part. I, I think that, okay, I'll do it. That crazy? But there was Selling a lot houses. of guys. And still, there are a lot of people, people who watch late night TV, people who are, you know, who are doing late night TV, who think it's some kind of fucking high art. Yeah. And they get mad if you don't. Right. And right. I felt uncomfortable with that whole thing too. Yeah. Well, I had to make my peace with the voice stuff. Like impressions are fun. Yeah. Right. And and I can do them. And you yeah. pointed out once very wisely, I think it was before one show we were doing, we were on tour doing stand-up and... You said, I was sort of like, I don't want to do impressions anymore. And you said, well, you know, don't write it off entirely because it is a good sort of magic trick. It is a cool, Absolutely. it's a great tool to have it's in your bag. It's a great tool if you've got it. But what I realized is, for me, it's not who I, it doesn't define who I am. Right. It's probably like maybe number six of my things that I really want to do. But what I made my peace with and figured out is it's a great way to make a living. There are yeah. certainly way worse things you could do. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And it affords me the time then to work on the things that I really love, like making films and, and writing. I've been writing a lot. And, and I, I love it. I feel it. like it, because the horror and the kind of, but it's not like horror in the sense that it's unpleasant to look at horror. For me, you're kind of, 
ethos has always to me been sort of hammer horror. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, oh, I uh, love hammer, yeah. You know, the, the kind of, schlock is not fair. It's more kind of like, Arty, uh, busty in many ways. Oh God, the yeah. hammer, the hammer ladies. Yeah, the hammer glamour. Caroline Monroe. Was Ooh, that, is that Caroline Monroe? Yeah. Oh um, my God. Jeez, that was a thing for me when. But I was those a were kid. great. Yeah, Hammer Horror was. Uh, I had seen the Universal movies, mm -hmm. and I always loved those. The Silent Earth, those kind of things from the the fifties and sixties. Yeah. 60s, well, or? well, you know the 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 class Dracula, Wolfman. Oh right, all the, the Universal the early, pictures. Early, yeah, early stuff. Right, right, right. And, wow, what's this? And then. But when I first saw Hammer, you know, because I grew up in Cleveland, I grew up watching all the late night horror shows, the late night monster movie shows. Was, Elvira was Cleveland, right? Elvira was syndicated. All right. So that was everywhere. Right. But we had, I think, like six or seven horror hosts at one time. We had Goulardi, who was Ernie Anderson. That's right, Goose, because Drew Carey had a, like loved Goulardi. Goulardi yeah. was Ernie Anderson, father of Paul Thomas Anderson, the great director. Wow. Ernie Anderson then... He didn't keep the Goulardi thing? Yeah. No, like, no, well, actually... Like, Skip Goulardi is a great <laughs> name for Goulardi. a director. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the zombie river dance, I think. Oh, Skip Goulardi. Featuring Skip Goulardi. <laughs> How do you doing, everybody? Hey, Dilly Doo. Hey. Hi. Touch me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> and Brad Lace. I'm sorry. That's too Brad, much. if you're out there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, Goulardi was my, my parents' era in the 60s. Right. And then Ernie Anderson left Cleveland, as you do. And became the voice of ABC for many, many years. Ah. Tonight on an all-new Love Boat or, you know, oh, who will right. win okay. on America's Funniest Home Videos? Dog who shit the bed or <laughs> baby who vomited on mommy. <laughs> right? So, and, and in fact, Paul Thomas Anderson's company, I think, is Goulardi Films <laughs> Limited or something. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> the dog shit the bed. Yeah, yeah. The dog doesn't shit the bed. Well, a dog would have to work on shit the well, bed. Like, you can't have a like a dog would. A dog just shits anywhere. You this is what people do. Yeah, that's why it's on the show, Craig. <laughs> It's Christ. such an unusual video. But if you had a video camera and yeah. a dog was going to yes. take a shit, you know it starts shivering. Right. The tail you starts doing a little yeah. pumpy thing. Little... So what are you going to do? You're going to film it? You're going to go, get off the bed, get off the bed. If you want money and prizes. I don't know, man. I don't think people would. I, I would never. Like if you saw a dog. Yeah. If you saw a dog about to take a shit. Yes. You, have you, do you have a dog? No. You have a cat though. Two cats. Two cats and you've got rats. I don't have rats anymore. Oh, why? Oh, you got a girlfriend. No, because. <laughs> 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 That's what happened, doesn't it? But admit it. I admit it's it. It's either the rats or me. Yeah, I knew it. No, you know what happened is uh, this is really a sad story, but some kid they used to sell them at Petco, and uh, some kid got bit. Oh no! By rabies? Petco rat. Petco rat. Rat bite fever. And he died. Oh no! So no more that's rats. That's a horrible. That's a horrible My story. My first question was, what was that kid doing to those rats? Oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's an awful story. That's but it's on America's Funniest Home Videos. No, it would not. Who be. will win? The dog who shit the bed, <laughs> baby who vomited on mommy, or kid who got bit and died of rat bite fever? Oh, that I think that could be how terrible the zombie river dance. That's could. how it starts. That's how it starts. Yeah, yeah somebody gets bit by a, a rat, little, an Irish rat. Oh, yeah. And the rat sings. It's a that's, rat. Puppet. That's right. I've, oh, I'm stuck here right. in pet. Oh, I'm, have, who's that putting your finger in so the cage? A, Why, I'm hungry. That's for sure. I see it in my head. It's a big, giant cage that we build on stage. It's mm -hmm. a massive cage. And then this guy dressed as a rat 
with makeup on. Right. And he's sitting alone in the corner and there's maybe moonlight behind him. Oh, nice. Like in the David Bowie, uh, like the video for that song where the he's in the mental hospital. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh, oh, You know the one I mean, later, right? The later on? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that Lazarus? Yeah, that was weird, man. Oh, I love that, man. Do you know how, how ballsy is that to do that album that as you're beautiful. dying? He knew he was dying. And it was about that too. Yeah, and he was and he was like doing the video with the coins on his eyes and all that. It's one I mean, of my favorite. Do you know he liked our show? Apparently, I heard that through really? a, another source. Yeah, he used to watch the show because remember, holy shit, I know because remember, I did this thing when David Bowie turned sixty. I did a sketch where like I did my Bowie impression and I was wearing a jumper. And yes, I'd been to the store and I like I just went for some bananas <laughs> yes, and I got a newspaper. I'm making a shake. Yeah, more smoothie or something yeah, that, like that. Yeah, bro, yeah. I did that and apparently that got to him and he started watching the show. Oh, he. It's interesting because I found about I found him when I found his album outside. He did an album in '95 called Outside. Yeah, that's late. That's that where I came in. Wow. Like all same with a lot of like Depeche Mode. I came in like nineteen. That happened to me with John Cale. Okay. I had for some reason during the eighties missed all John Cale's work with Brian Eno and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then came to it very recently. And I'm looking at the back catalogue. There's uh, that album that John Cale and Brian Eno did, uh, Wrong Way Up. Yeah. It's one of the greatest. Oh, albums. it's brilliant. It's unbelievably good. Love Brian Eno. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. He's now see, Brian Eno is a great example of Jeff Peterson. Yeah. That's yeah. who you are. Interesting. You know, it's like, wait, it's like you create this whole thing and then you you move on and some guy goes out and goes, oh, oh I did it. But I didn't do it, you know. Right. You I'm glad that you got to a place of peace with it because it, it, I never, and I swear, I never underestimated what you were doing. Yeah. I knew what was going on. I knew how good you were, you were and are and remain. You know, I was never in any doubt of your talent or your contribution. Never. I mean, I wouldn't change the title of the show to Play Leisure with Craig Ferris and Jeff Peterson. Although, had we still been doing it? Kind of became I, that. I would have done that. Wow. I would have done that. I could have done like five more years of that show. But mm, I wasn't in your position. Nah, I... We were hitting some kind of stride. I think maybe we could have done more yeah we could have but the world could not have taken five more years the world changed oh it, the, the immediately late night became very political you're right and, no, that's true. and everything got super sensitive and a lot of the stuff we were doing there was no mean spirit in it but people would have not read a mean spirit in it and, not at all and it would have been you know it was that whole f people getting into fractions of you you have to you know follow to a certain line ideologically and I don't think we were really doing any of that and I'm However, that being said, I'm not ruling out at this point you and I ever putting that together again. What do you I think? Would, I would love it, dude. I think we should to really work think with you. About it would that. be so great, man. I, to bring in some in some way, some form. That's how I feel, you and know? I think that what we should do is somehow go from this podcast to the next stage, which is I've still got the robots. Yeah. I've got, there People are two, there are the two Jeffs. Where are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why well, don't you have one? Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I've got both of them. Because there were two. There was the one in the studio. Studio Jeff. And then on the road Jeff. Traveling Jeff or Paris Jeff. Paris Jeff. Because he was, when we went to That's Paris, right. we took that one. Yeah, we did Paris. We did Scotland. Scotland, yeah. We, uh, uh, New he Orleans. Went to New Orleans. He went well, that to, was, New Orleans was, uh, that was crazy. That was where I, uh, <laughs> what, was, what, what happened? That was where I had a, a little bit too much to drink one night. Yeah. And uh, 
And actually, I have a photo of it that uh, Tim Mancinelli took, our director. Yeah. And was, He's uh, a great director, Tim. I love him so yeah, much. Yeah. Such a sweet guy. He's yeah. directed like, you know, 50,000 episodes. He went on to do a James Corden show yeah. as well, right? Oh, he yeah. stayed, stayed there. Oh, yeah. He's done. He's a very loyal guy as well. He's done more episodes, I think. <laughs> 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 he really, yeah, he really, uh, yeah, yeah he, he's he's there. He's yeah, making that yeah, money. Yeah, I'm right there for you. Well, he, he took a picture of me uh, at the bar uh, talking to a young lady who Uh-oh. seemed to take quite a bit of interest in me oh that's nice uh i didn't realize uh she uh, was uh, things were uh, things were not all yeah. as they seem <laughs> yeah yeah they, that could yeah. happen thankfully that didn't happen but but the next sure day, let sure let's just happen. say it didn't happen, it didn't happen. okay <laughs> <laughs> so i pass out in my hotel room uh-huh. after i've given her three hundred dollars mm-hmm and the next day, I have to do a, a voiceover session because they need some lines of dialogue from Jeff. And I can't even get out of bed. I've had a lot of uh, absinthe. Wow. I didn't absinthe. know. Like, yeah. I was a blackout drunk for years. Yeah. I, did, I had absinthe once. I was like, nah. Even you couldn't. Nah, yeah. I was like, nah. Well, I was on the whole. I'd take heroin. Heroin. Maybe I should have done that. Heroin's a, it's a much cleaner out. That was. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like. That's like getting bit by the rat. Yeah, That's yeah. like, boom, you're done. Yeah. I had a hard time getting through that next day, but but yeah. I never. it never got to the point where I, I never showed up to our show. No, I don't, I don't remember any of I that. I think on yeah. tour, when we were on tour toward the end, I was going through a horrible breakup, so I, I probably wasn't I the know, most you fun were to be so around. so funny at that point. Yeah. No, I mean, once you, that's when you were, we were on the tour bus and you were being R2-D2 yeah. as the little kind of yeah, New York right. guy. In that video. Yeah. Pop, pop, beep, pop. <laughs> I'm doing like a De Niro face, but I'm R2-D2. <laughs> and you're being Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's right. Quiet now. Yeah. Hey, R2. What's so? <laughs> what? Ah, <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm crying. Are you, would you like a bagel? <laughs> you guys would go, hey, Josh, come on, man. Stop crying for a minute and do the sketch. <laughs> that's right. So you're looking at, if you see that video, folks, you're seeing a guy that's just dying. But you it's, know. It's, I think what a lot of people don't, People who are not inside the world of comedy. It's all that yeah. Tears of the Clown stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. a little more complicated than that. It is. It is. If you're in agony, like whenever I heard like one of the writers was like, oh, you know, he's getting a divorce. I'd be like, oh, really? And my, like, my eyebrows would go up and I'd be like, let's have a look at what he's putting <laughs> on the show. Because, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, make it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, 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 make him head writer. Yeah. Because he's like, apparently, yeah, it's, it's a very contentious, there's a custody battle. I'm like, oh, oh wow. Okay. Gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking dark. Call him immediately. It's yeah, true, it man. It really is. It's true. And I think that's quite interesting. Towards the end of late our show, yeah, the last couple of years, I think that's when I was at the most uncomfortable doing it. Mm. And without a shadow of a doubt, that's when the shows were best. Yes. And it sounds like you were in the same place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That's so weird. I was, yeah, I was doing crazy shit, you know? Yeah. Go, I, my, my sort of cure-all was, I started drinking a lot. Yeah, I've, been, I've, I've tried that. Yeah. yeah. It You're work. familiar with that? Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. My face, got, it all went to my face. I had like the, this round, like a Charlie Brown wow. face, like real puffy. I had to get sober much earlier <laughs> if that happened <laughs> yeah, to me. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I wasn't thinking about it. It was oh, just like, boy. I'm fine. You know, it's that, it's that feeling of this is my time now. Yeah. This is what you do. This is, I guess this is what's done. I'm going to have a good fucking time. Yeah. And you weren't having a good time? Not really. You having a good time now? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do. 
That's okay. So am I. But not Fucking 60 years yeah. old, Josh. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure that shit out. But not from a place of the voice in my head doesn't say you better fucking figure it out. Right. Now it's like, oh, we'll see. We'll just Yeah, some will turn up. Let's make something to make like creating just to create something is where I derive, I think, the most joy. Yeah. Like I do, I make music. Maybe no one will ever hear it, but it's more it's for me. Yeah. You know, it's I, still music. It's still music. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. I, I enjoy uh writing. I love Halloween. My girlfriend, Nalani, I've been with her for three years now. Right. That's really what turned me around, was yeah. meeting her. That was a big deal. Yeah, man. that's what saved me as well, was Megan. Oh, yeah. Late night. I was like, if I if we hadn't been together, I'd have crashed in that thing 18 months in. Yeah, you think so? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah I'd have fucking taken a temper tantrum or something. Wow. But, you know, the thing was why we were doing the show, because, you know, you know, Megan, I was going home every night. I had kids. And yes. you know, I was like, so there was that paranoid Hollywood craziness. But then, you know. You have done. a safe. Yeah, I was straight home. And, and of course, the kids were young. So it was like, daddy, my dad, And there was no fucking, <laughs> no showbiz in the house. <laughs> right, it was right. like, oh, the, the kid, no, kids would shit in your bed. Yeah, that, that, sure. that you want to get on tape. Yeah, well, uh, I think I probably have that. But you, you save that for their wedding video, <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, when they're, you know, they're going, you know, the, the reception afterwards, right. the the embarrassing thing. Remember this the, part? Remember this? Kid who shit the bed. <laughs> and now you're a doctor. Oh, uh, it's true, man. I Because I go home now. You know, we have the place that I live in. I've lived there for probably 11 years now. Right. And the landlord, like the people that run it, they're such lovely people. It's this older couple. And, you know, I fix everything around the house. And it's yeah, just, nice. it's just, and she's made it a real home, you know, mm -hmm. she, and, and. And also, she's an exceptional artist. She's an animator. She's a she's a director. She's a painter. See, that's perfect for you. And so well, we're you, you have to be in that environment all the time. You must have that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know something similar. And yeah. so at Halloween every year, you know, I love Halloween. I love horror movies and all that. But yeah. we do a massive display in the front yard. And this year, this last year, I bought an old tube tv i found a zenith a 1988 wow fake wood paneled yeah, 26 exactly inch what you're talking a beast about. yeah put it in the front window it's like bay window with frankenstein's monster i have this big animatronic frankenstein monster it looks like he's holding the tv and all of october i would play old black and white horror movies on this tube tv wow and we set up a big Do graveyard come around oh, this year it was so amazing there were kids that would come by and tell me that they grew up watching that display. Oh, that's great. And that means the world yeah, to me. Yeah, that's really cool. That, to create something like that with someone you love is such a wild experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to not ever, not to not feel like, well, when is this going to go wrong? You know, because yeah. I used to always feel like, well, this is going to go off the fucking rails. Yeah. Any minute now, the other shoe will drop. Sure. I've but never understood hasn't. that expression. Yeah, because if you already have well, one shoe, shoe fell, is off. It's like filming the sh dog shitting on the bed. Well, pick up the fucking well, shoe. Well, you have your one shoe you're, off, you Yeah, see. one shoe off, uh, one shoe on. Glass fast, full empty. Well, you see, empty. Craig, the one shoe is on, <laughs> but you're probably ready to take it off. It's like when you're lying on the couch yeah. and you're trying to wiggle that last shoe off your toe. You're, what do you mean the last shoe? Well, you're like, how, many shoes you, how many shoes have you got? Maybe three. I, I Some of us I have three legs. I don't. I don't, even know, my I don't even know you anymore, man. Yes, you do. No, no. You I remember don't. me? I don't. We're out of time. That's it.
That's oh, it was like it. a therapy session. Yeah, it was good. It worked for me. <laughs> good, that shit sorted out. Well, let me just say thank you for having me on the show. Well, thanks for thinking thanks of me, for man. Doing it. Really, thanks for you know thinking of me on the Late Late Show. I mean, that was one of the best gigs I ever had in my life working with you. And right back at you. And thanks to the fans because I want to say one of the things that really does bring me joy. Yeah. Now, is hearing all their stories of their memories of watching the show. Some people watching the show back when they were in junior high, high school. Have you noticed the whole new generation of people watching the show as well? That's the weirdest thing to me. It's like I do stand-up now and there are people there who can't have been more than 10 years old when that thing was going out. And they're like, where's Jeff? And, you know, and they, you know, I I don't know. I guess it's TikTok or During the lockdown, during the pandemic, everybody found the show on youtube oh is that what it was and this whole new generation came in man yeah it's crazy it's really amazing so thank you again man it's really good talking to you well it's really good talking to you appreciate it let's do it again yeah i will all right (laughs) (laughs) good night everybody that's our show This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are, that mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's Better. H-E-L-P dot com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.